Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, we suffer for the listener, don't we, Ian? We certainly do. Yes, we. I think we've we've suffered quite a bit this time. I think you've definitely suffered. Oh, boy, it's, I it's, have. Yes. I I knew what was going. On. Can you imagine my suffering um, in the in the mid '80s when this was on, and I was sat watching this with my all my all my family around me in the front room. And I couldn't just yeah I couldn't just normally it's like you have to you sort of go oh, you justify stuff and it was like oh, yeah. I can't, I can't Ian's show it. is on yeah. they go and smirk yeah. at each other let's everyone quiet for Ian's show come on let's sit and watch it you know he likes it oh, uh, good grief yeah, yeah. It, it, oh yeah I mean I, I I was out of it I had had enough of it um, yeah. um I'm, I'm I'm looking at just the uh, the, the, the running order of all the stories, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, just for this show, my, my suffering, you, you know, I have, you, you know, had to endure Paradise Towers, Delta and yeah. the Bannerman for the first time, Dragonfire for the first time, Happiness well, it, Patrol for the first it, time. It was weird because norm, normally I say to you a few days before the, this recording, I'll go, have you watched it? Or you go, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Or I watched it. And this time, I mean, every day I was asking you, I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll, I'll do another episode tomorrow. I'll, yeah, well, I had I to do one it. a day. It's all I could yeah. stand. There's no way. I, I defy anybody to be able to watch this in all four, one after the other. The weird, the weird thing is, is like, th- this whole era is not really my cup of tea. And I, I think that's fairly obvious. But I can see... Even things like Happiness Patrol, I can see what they were aiming at, and I can see why there's fans of it. And I can't see what the idea was behind this one, because um, the 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 initial sort of the the thought behind it, it it's very much a, a Thug's thr- thrill script, isn't it? That a, a building has gone mad and is killing the inhabitants, and you go, okay, that. That's a quite a nice sci-fi idea, I can say. And then I don't understand anything past that sort of idea. I don't understand any of the choices in this. I have many, 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 many questions yeah. on this story. Um, I, yeah, you say Thav, 2000 AD. This is a mega yeah. block, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it is. It's a mega block yeah. from Mega City One. Um, and I, I think I, I I can imagine there is a. A really good creepy tale that could come out of this idea but this isn't it <laughs> no do you remember a long time back on Mad Max in character when we uh, featured the warrior woman I said yes, that Virginia yes. Hay was in a pilot on Channel 4 oh, for yes, this I thing you, yeah. yeah and it's her and a bloke in a in a sealed building and yeah. the building destri- decides to kill them yeah. Uh, because they're having a relationship. There, yes, yeah. Um, and, yeah, th- there's kind of that notion in here. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. 
No, it, 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 I think that's, it, that's sort of going to sum up today is that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's try and figure it out together, yeah. shall we? We'll, we can get through this, you and I, together, can't we? I think we, we can, yeah. I, I think we can. I think, uh, I think we can build high for happiness. High for happiness. All right, well, we'll start. And um, um, as I say, never seen this before. I never will watch it again. Um, what, what were your... on this? Because this first scene is something else. I mean, leg warmers, to me, that suggests urban decay. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what were your first thoughts on this first scene? My first line that I've written down, because I had to write loads of things, yeah. I've put, crap street set, happiness patrol, very 80s girl. And yeah, the street set does look like the happiness patrol. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they've reused one from the other or what. Um, well, the, the sets are interesting in this because they've, they've, instead of the normal sort of half a dozen small sets, they've gone with trying to do like, a couple of massive sets. Split level as well. Yeah, split level, film from a gantry, that sort of thing. And that's a really clever idea, but not on Doctor Who like this, because for that to work, you've got to build a complicated large set and be able to film it from lots of different angles to get your money's worth. So you're, you're saying, this this is a different corridor, this is a different... And they don't. They The, the way the BBC would film at the time, with the big cameras and that, there's like three places that the camera can show from. Mm. And every time they go onto this set, it's the same shot. So you're consciously knowing that, oh, this is the same set. Oh, yeah. this is the same one. Um, I mean, there's an amazing scene, I think, in episode three where uh, uh, Mel and... Um, the, uh, what's his name? Pex. Pex. They, they decide to find a, they found a map and they know the way they want to go and it goes let's try this way and it's like that's the same corridor the <laughs> same exit from that same set that you've gone three times down there it literally is isn't it yeah it's, like, oh, it's terrible look i don't understand what the matter is my beauty i've always made sure you you've had lots of tender little morsels to make you big and strong so why are you giving my cleaners orders that aren't my orders and clean people i didn't tell you to kill because the bodies the cleaners brought were not right. Not right? What for? For me to live in. To live in? I don't understand my pain. Neither could they. That was the problem. You see, all these bodies disappearing, people are beginning to notice you now. No matter. What did you say? I am ready now. I have my plan. It's nice to have you chattier than usual, my pet, but I do think you might be a bit more grateful for all I've done for you. Oh, do you? I suppose I won't give it to you. You have no I am Kraamnon, the great architect, and I will put an end to you. We we get this first scene, which is like you say, is is so eighties, it's unreal. It's banana rama. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just have banana rama going around in my head. Or kagajugu. This is a kagajugu appreciation yeah. society. These kangs. It is, yeah. These um these kangs. Oh, the kangs. So the Kangs are the street gang, 
Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's meant to be like Killer Gang Kang or Crap Gang Kang. I know which one I think it is. Um, <laughs> but these are like something off of Dramarama or... Mm. They're, they're not... I mean, no one in this programme is playing it straight, is putting much effort in. But these people, they're, it's sort of... It's play-away style. It is play-away. It's total yeah. amdram. All of these yeah. girls. All of them. Hello. It's, it's uh, Friday today. What do you do on a Friday, boys and girls? It's that sort of level of, yeah. of effort. Um, and couple that with whoever, whoever came up with this, what they think is this uh, gritty urban street language. Jeez, I wasn't uh, expecting this. I mean, I, I think I messaged you during the week. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like cracking the earth from that. Yeah. They've watched Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, gone, oh, that's that, that that's a good idea. We we'll yeah, we'll we mutate the language, you know, yeah. and but they've done it so atrociously bad. Cowardly cutlets. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, All right, um, so... But then it gets worse because we cut to the TARDIS. And um, Mel, what what the hell? I normally I'll stick up a bit for Bonnie Langford. I don't think she's as bad as most people sort of think, and I think she's a good actress. But in this, what's that? She's given up. My next sentence is Mel exclamation mark. What the bloody hell is she wearing? Violet yeah. Elizabeth or what? And it is. It's yeah. Just William. It's her in Just William again. Yeah, yeah. It. This isn't. This isn't the same character that we've had on the others i i don't it's, i don't know whether whether the whole tone of this was brought down by richard Bryars. i don't know but yeah ev everyone in this is awful i'll tell you what her especially when she's with pex because pex is is more oh. guilty of it than her yeah. This is panto acting. Yes. This is what you do on a stage, you know, yeah. at the local panto. Pex is the hero in a panto. Yeah, you he's can that level. You, yeah, you can see him slapping his thigh. Yeah, all the crossed arm things. That yeah. and also he keeps turning to the camera as if he's yeah. turning to the audience. This is what you do in some cheap panto somewhere. Yeah, it it doesn't work at all. It's like they everyone's playing to the back row. Mm. on a small TV set and it's like oh dear I mean the, 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 and this, this sort of shows what's happening the best performance in this and it's not great is from the Doctor it's from Sylvester McCoy who generally is one of the weaker elements I find but he seems to be at least trying in this one. But surely when they're making it, he can see how rubbish this is. He can see how rubbish everything looks. He can see how rubbish some of the performances are. But he and the deputy, I think the guy playing the deputy is is yeah. is, is, is Cly trying Clive hard. Merrison, I think is. He was in um I think he was in Two Men Sidemen, wasn't he or something? He, yeah, yes he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's alright. He's he's acting normally. Um but yeah, there's, it's saying about that people could see where this was going. I mean, I would probably get to it in the behind the scenes, but there's there's a, a wonderful story about JNT mm -hmm. and Richard Bryars. Um, so I, I think they knew this was going down the drain as they were filming it. Right, right. Which is odd then that old Sylvester decides to up his game and not sink to the, the depths. 
Yeah, you know? I perhaps he um, perhaps he just thought that the only way I can salvage any dignity out of this is to put a bit of effort in. Well, it has worked yeah. because you know, yeah, yeah no, no, he's all right. I mean, he, he's rolling his R's like mad. Yeah, you sort of you sort of expect that from the Seventh Doctor, though, don't you? It's sort of that's a character trait. But yeah, he, he's. I think he's trying his best with a very very poor script. Mm. Mm. Um, so he come, they come out the TARDIS, and he he sees a very ordinary stylized stencil pick of one of the cleaner robots. He goes, "Extraordinary! Well, why is that extraordinary?" Mm. Why yeah. is that so much more extraordinary than all the other graffiti that's there? And yeah. why is Mel obsessed with the pool? She just wants to... Well, he he's jettisoned the swimming pool from out the TARDIS, yeah. so she wants to go for a dip, and she's heard of this place called Paradise Towers, which is a mega block. You know, yeah. it's hundreds of stories high, and at the very top there's a swimming pool. Um, We don't know what planet this is, do we? No, no, I don't think they ever... No planet wants to take uh, responsibility for And this. what about all the other people on the planet? Are there other people on the planet, or is it no, just this no few idea. people in, I think, I in think Paradise it's just this one. I think it's just three people in Paradise Towers. But I, what I don't understand is they're saying they're saying that this, this tower block is a miracle. It's one of the miracles of the universe type things. And that this swimming pool is extraordinary. <laughs> but when we finally get to see it, it's like something you would find in someone's back garden or a cheap pontins. It looks to me like the swimming pool from the British Empire. Yeah, yeah, a leisure centre pool. Exactly yes. that. So why why did they need to go to this planet and have their lives set in? The doctor could have literally took her to pontins. Yes. Yeah, or, or the British Empire um, leisure centre. And she would have had the same experience. In fact, it would have been better because the pool cleaner probably wouldn't have tried to kill her. Is that what that yellow thing is? I think so, yeah. I think it's meant to be a pool cleaner. Cleaning what out of the pool? Apart yeah. from Bonnie Langford. Yeah, Bonnie Langford. Perhaps it wasn't... If anyone else would have got in, it would have been all right. Perhaps it's programmed to not let Bonnie Langford into the pool. Well, I we're could, a long way off, that, yeah. aren't we? Because, first yeah. of all, they've got to be caught by the Kangs, the Red Kangs. Yes. The, the, these 80s women with their oh-so-awful names, as well as dialogue uh, bin liner and fire escape um, yes. you know and I wasn't prepared I mean I'm, I'm sat there and going this is crap this is like bargain basement beyond Thunderdome children's speak yes this then, is a this is a, a rather trained street gang isn't it if, if, if ever like you know there's an apocalypse then all the kids that are living, you know, staying at Rada and doing their uh, drama studies. If they formed a street gang, this would be it. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is atrocious. And I'm sat there, and it's like this is really bad. But then it gets worse because they do some sort of Adam and the Ants, Prince Charming, yeah. and gestures. <laughs> yeah. Prince Charming. Uh, and what um, is all that about? I, uh, I don't know whether they thought this was going to be kids would be copying this in the playground the next day oh this is so cool look at it but it's just embarrassing it, um, and then the doctor does it back to them i've got rubbish yeah. hat bit i think that's the bit yeah. when he twirls his hat thing yes Oof. um all I, right I, I i in my notes i put this is like a school play and then um are all the kangs um brain damaged <laughs> they why it's just it's just mad. How long have these Kang gangs been going? 
Well, I, that was one thing I was trying to work out is how long has this situation been going on? Because they talk about the villain being sort of disembodied in this place for 40 years or so, 30 years. But then sort of pecks... Has he been wandering around for 30 years since he was a little He doesn't kid? look 30. No. Because um, everybody else went off for a war, didn't they? They yeah. went off to a war, and he was supposed to go, but he stayed behind because he was yeah. scared. Um, and all that was left behind were the reses, the residents, yeah. which the old bats were soon, soon going to see, um, and all these girls. Uh, so they're all under 30 so where did they yeah. come from and where are all the males that are under well, 30 I'm, I'm presuming the, all the males under 30 went off to war yeah but how long but ago that, well th- that only works if like the war was a couple of years back hmm. th- this is a new situation but at no point do they does it feel like this is a new situation I mean I, I don't understand how the the reses have turned to cannibalism, yet they've got all the stuff to make lovely cakes, biscuits, mm. comedy, food. Just eat that, surely. Yes, so why? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, also, at this point, we find out there's blue kangs. Yes, and blue uh, kangs, red kangs, and yellow kangs. There was one yellow kang. Yeah. That was the girl we saw at the beginning. Yeah. And I've put now, oh, good God, what the hell is that? A war machine. Yellow legs stuck out the back. I've never yeah, seen these these cleaners before, but I thought it was the war machine. Well, I, I've had the misfortune because when when um, I went to Longley, the Longley exhibition, it was just after this season, and all of these props were there. This was, it was like I wanted to go and see classic props, and most of it was Sylvester McCoy stuff from this season, and the um, they had these props there, and they don't they don't look any better in real life. Okay. They're, they're very polystyrene. Um, I love the fact that everyone sees these cleaners and immediately scared of them, rather than going, oh, "What's that?" And yeah, it's like they're not very quick. They're not very mobile. And they're cleaners, but they've yeah. got like a, a, a really rubbish drill, and yeah. and a saw. So what sort of cleaning are they doing? Well, I don't know what. Before they turn, before they became psychotic. Yeah, what what was that screw for? Yes, what was their job? Why why would you? What task needs doing with that screw that requires it to be a fixed tool? Mm. And most of the time, we only see one of them, and you know that 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 one has obviously killed the yellow kang, but she's in the trolley on the back. Yes. How did it yeah. get in the trolley? How did it manage to put the body in the trolley at its back? Very carefully, I imagine. Yeah, I, I didn't work that. Um, and then we cut back to the the Red Kang. And the Red Kang leader, she looks about 40. She looks much, much older than all the others. And then they, they're talking about what are boys. Yes, they don't know what so, boys are. Yeah, so I'm presuming then that the boys have been gone. They, I mean, how how young would you have to be for these girls not to have ever seen a boy or know what a boy is um it doesn't it doesn't sort of um add up but also they don't know what boys are but all the caretakers are about the same age Mm. and men um pex is wandering about and they know pex they how do they not know what a boy is Mm. 
They're surrounded by males. Oh, this is just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, that caretaker that's been wandering around, that's the only caretaker we've seen yes. so far, and he gets caught by one of the cleaners. He does, uh, yes. He gets grabbed. And uh, the next time, the next thing we see, we see bits of our chief adversary today. We do, uh, yes. um, You know, the chief caretaker. And I've put, is he impersonating Gordon Brittus? So we've got another Brittus well, Empire I, thing. But this is before the Brittus Empire, yeah, isn't it? I think he's I think he's doing a variation on Martin from Ever Decreasing Circles. Because that, oh, yeah. that was huge at the time, and that was his... He was he was better known at the time for that than he was for the good life, and I think he's doing some weird variation on that. Do you um, know what I was getting? Yeah. Um, there's a sketch on Monty Python. Yes, uh, Michael Palin is the world's most boring man, and he's yes. got a voice, yeah, yeah. and it's exactly like it, that. You're you're absolutely right. You're spot on now. I, I I didn't make the connection. It's very much a Michael Palin accountant voice yes yes I, Hello. I, would very mu- I would very much like to be a lion tamer yes um it's it's exactly that um which when i said last week because i think i confused you a bit when i said that it's terrible but it's not a bad performance i don't think this is a bad performance i think a bad performance is like tasambika mm. where no that is you couldn't bad. even call it acting Richard Bryce is a good actor, and he's consciously chosen to do this. And I think in a comedy sketch, you go, well, this is quite funny. I just don't know why he's chosen to do it in this. He's been paid. I've got a lengthy quote yeah. from Richard in uh, behind the scenes, which might sh- shed light on it. Is it, I, I was on heavy painkillers at the time and didn't know what was happening. I tell you what, I wish I was on painkillers because the next thing I've put, oh dear God, Ooh, Mel yes. meets a couple of old crones. Yeah, the reses. I, I was in my notes. I was making I was making notes about um, this is embarrassing. What will Eric make of this? And then I've put, oh God, what will Eric say about the old ladies? What did you think about the reses? My next sentence, this all looks shit. <laughs> She's skipping with loads of yeah. question marks. I think Mel actually does do a bit of a skip when she first meets them. Yeah. And then I've ri- written, are they cannibals? So right from the beginning, yeah, I, I spotted it. They're yeah. reses. Well, this, is, this is, Mel plays it like this is Hansel and Gretel in a Amdram production, isn't it? You, you're right, she skips in. It's like, hello, dear. Oh, it's just awful. And again, it's all too clean. Yes. Because if these people are starved, I mean, to be fair, one of them is like at least six stone overweight. I mean, perhaps that explains where all the other reses went. Um, she's eating them. Uh, they don't exactly look starving. They've made huge comedy Beano style cakes and biscuits that they're trying to feed to uh, Mel to make her plump to eat it. Why don't they just eat the biscuits themselves? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting tons of Candyman, you know, vibes yeah. off of all this. You know, this this this. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just oh. Um, and but, I put, but then, yeah, I was going to oh, go on, go on. I was going to say it gets more embarrassing this scene, doesn't it? Well, I can't quite read my writing. I put uh, that reses, and then in quotes, like-minded friends. Yep, they're cannibals. So yeah, yeah right from the get-go, it, yeah. it it wasn't a shock, was it? No, no, it's uh, it's. It's fairly um, fairly signposted, isn't it? That oh, these these are cannibals. Um, but then when you think this is okay, I, I've reached my embarrassment quota for 
moved up to for this episode in Pops Pecs. Right, I've put some crap bloke smashes through a balsa wood door. Pex thinks he's Judge Dredd or Rambo laughable. Yeah, well, I think the original idea, the writer said this should be someone as close to Sylvester Stallone as they could get. You're absolutely right, yeah. yes. And for some reason, the director hired a mate of his, yeah. who, like yeah. I said, has got the, the build of uh, Charles Hawtrey. I yeah. only wish he had the acting skills of Charles Hawtrey. Yes, I, I presume he's called Pex because he's meant to have massive pecs, and I he does a lot so, of yeah. arm fold, uh, crossing yeah. and trying to push his muscles to make his muscles look uh, uh, bigger. But he's like Clark Kent. He's kind of puny. Yeah. He is. He's not got any defined muscles. Um, it, and I don't. I honestly don't know where they go in with some sort of juxtaposition that this guy thinks he's Rambo, but he's actually Charles Hawtrey. I, because it doesn't work. Not at um, all. And then couple that with the. I mean, I think just dire performance of the actor. It, it just makes my mind explode. Yeah, you've got his dire performance, you've got the yeah. old bats, you've yeah. got Bonnie Langford, you've got... <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not good, is it? No, I can't, I can't see kids acting out this story in the park or the playground the next day, can you? No. I, mean, I wanted to be pecs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as bad as all this is, oh, and, yeah. and it, it is bad... Um, just before the end of part one, when the doctor meets the chief, yes, who thinks that, get, yeah, we get a view of him, yeah, we get a view of him with his silly outfit, um, his comedy hit, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, what, why? Um, he thinks that the doctor is, you know, the Paradise Towers creator, the great yeah, architect, the yeah, and I'm sat there and thinking this is all crap, and it gets even worse when you have that stupid salute as oh, if you're giving yourself a moustache it's the basil faulting thing he does when he's doing hitler isn't it yes and um, it th they had to know that i mean they've dressed richard Briers up as hitler they're doing the basil faulty salute what at what point would the production crew step in and say no do you think, right, that they're at, at ground level while they're recording it, that they think that this is quite clever satire? I think so. I think they're probably sniggering into their uh, chai lattes, going, "Oh, this, this is, uh, this will bring the establishment down." Oh, look, at, we're being so uh, progressive, or and it's not. It's just embarrassing twaddle. That is a very good summing up. Yes, um, because that's when episode one ends with, you know, kill him. Uh, the chief yeah. caretaker says, kill him. Why Why does he think that he's Coragnon? There's no clear reason other than he doesn't recognise him. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, because again, if this has been somewhere between 10 and 30 years, why does he think he's Coragnon? I just don't... I, I didn't sort of understand it, but by that point, um, I wasn't thinking clearly because I poked a pencil into my head to try and <laughs> destroy my brain. Yeah. So, episode one ends with kill him. Episode yes. two starts with a shouty doctor and the yeah. death sentence being postponed. 
So that's the end of the cliffhanger, right? So yeah. I will kill him later. I, I, I read, I can't remember where I read it, but I read something, it might have been on Facebook or something, and someone was sort of saying about they were berating the, the Doctor's use of cliff, the bad use of cliffhangers in that half the time the cliffhangers are used just as a way to separate one episode from the other, and so it will be a nonsense. And I thought, this sums this up. It's like, they're going to kill him, but we're not. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so what else have we got? I've put Mel and Peck's total and utter crap panto acting. Yes. Uh, <coughs> Sadly, we're stuck with these two together for the next three episodes. There's sometimes on this show you go, oh, it works really well when the Doctor's yeah. separated from his yeah. companion, but uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I've put Doctor and the Rule Book, all stand-up, etc. I don't know yeah. what I mean by that. Um, oh, this is so the Doctor's being held by the two, the the, the deputy chief. And the uh, the nondescript caretaker, and they're quoting. Oh yes, so he's he reading says, out the I, rule book. Yeah, oh. can I read oh. the rule book? And now, bearing in mind, these caretakers are rule obsessed, and they know the rule book off by heart. Mm -hmm. But he makes up a rule, and they go, "Oh, a bloody stupid rule." It, yeah, it must be right. It's so embarrassing. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how the writer could look at himself after writing that scene assuming he did i don't know perhaps this is filler and it was made up you know at, at, at the time but yeah the doctor makes up these rules that they got to go they got to stand up take five paces forwards look the other way and then he goes while i escape and they turn around and go what did you say he goes whoa mm. oh god it's, it's terrible embarrassing i've put next oh god it's lonslow's wife you know the the, oh, the yes, lady from yeah. from yeah yeah keeping up appearances. You have got Lonslow and his wife. Yeah, um, yeah, that's her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was she was terribly embarrassing in uh, in keeping up appearances. It was a character that I just detested, and she's not any better. She's playing this. it exactly the same yeah. here. Um, is she a cannibal as well? I don't know whether just those two were cannibals or all the reses were cannibals, but. Why would just two of them go to cannibalism? Because you've only got like four reses. We never see yeah. any male reses. Well, I, do we? I don't. I don't understand why the ratio of caretakers to reses is so large. Because we we eventually see there's like thirty odd caretakers, but we only ever see like five reses tops. Hmm. So why are there so many caretakers? I have no idea. Why I've, is the incidental music so bad? Well, <laughs> I've put notes. crap theme arrangements <laughs> yeah. because, yeah, they, they they riff on the Doctor Who theme, yeah. don't they, for a bit which of action. Is, which is generally... You, you were saying the other day, we were, talk, we were talking about James Bond, and you said it's weird to watch early James Bonds because, like, he'll he'll go to open the car door and you'll get the... Ding, 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 ding. And it's like, what's going on? And this is the same. Sometimes shows will echo the theme or they'll put a couple of notes in but this is literally just rearrangements of the theme music as incidental music and it just doesn't work nope um, next thing I've written is fizz aid drink machine total shit um, yeah. why is this obsession with, with they've always got a can of fizzy drink in their hands now I thought that was going to be a plot point or something no it's, it's really weird as well because I think, and this is very cynical of me, I think this was done because just afterwards, I, I went to a couple of Doctor Who conventions, 
and JNT was selling and raffling loads of these Fizz Aid cans. Right. So I think they had them made and were shown them. Pure, you remember the, the Gene Roddenberry story with the Idic? Yes. Medallion? Yeah. I think this is the same case. I think this was a JNT. Let's make let's make these props, feature them heavily, and then we can flog them off. Yeah, because the doctor's just swigging out of it yeah. later on for no reason. The the telephone that they use is on the side of the fizzy drinks machine yeah. for absolutely no reason. No reason, and it's it's weird the way they hold them as well. You know, like in when you're holding in yeah, a, product placement. Yeah, you you hold it from the bottom of the can to show the label. I honestly think this was done. Yeah, as a, I won't be surprised. As a prop choice, which is. If if it was, and I I might be just being cynical, but if it was, that's diabolical. The whole thing is diabolical. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, I've written the chief caretaker at the door. The cleaners go through. Talks to some neon Audrey two. Yes. And now I thought that that these crappy neon eyes were the eyes of a monster that was in there. Yeah, I think you're meant to because the chief caretaker refers to it as my pet. And he, Hello, my pets. and he says, tell daddy, yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah, tell daddy what's going on. Um, I think you're meant to think that this is some sort of creature that he's feeding the, the people to. I mean, we eventually find out that that this is, for some reason, Croagnum's essence is trapped in the basement. But I don't know why he's got neon eyes. Are these meant to be eyes? Does he look out of them? Does... does um the chief caretaker know that that's he doesn't know that's the great architect does he no no because he thought the doctor was him of course yeah i don't know what he thinks this is because he's he's shocked or as shocked as this performance could be um later on when it's revealed that it is croagnum um he's quite surprised i don't know what he thought this was right let's get this out the way now then right so presumably the great architect is human in appearance because the chief thinks the doctor yeah. is him yeah. he builds paradise towers on this planet for whatever reason yeah. and then they do away with him before it's completed because there's always a disaster when he makes things yeah so is that I, right I, so so he was he was a an architect and he built many other holiday resorts on other planets but he had built in ways to kill so his buildings and his holiday homes would kill the residents because he didn't like the residents messing up his uh, properties he was chased off those planets but because the galaxy is a big place this planet hired him not knowing that he was wanted for murder but then the at some point, I don't know whether before the war, after the war, the residents found out that he was this murderer. And so they separated his essence from his body and trapped it in the basement for all eternity. And then carried on living in the property, but then immediately forgot that this happened. It, none of it makes the lick of sense. None of it does, because these are just <laughs> residents of a tower block. Yeah. How do you remove the essence out of a body and <laughs> entrap it? I don't know. I don't know. And why, why not just kill him? Mm. 
why would you go? Well, this this guy's a wanted murderer, so I, no, I'm not not going to call the police. I, I'm going to separate his his soul. I mean, I've I've managed to prove already that a soul exists, so that's amazing. But I'm going to remove his soul, his essence, his brains, and build something that will keep him alive forever in the base. No, just push him down the lift shaft like you did hmm. at the end of this. It makes no sense. And then forget about it. When did this happen? That was, when was what Paradise I was just about Tunnels to ask you. Yeah. When did this happen? And the chief caretaker knows there's something in the basement. Yeah. We, mercifully, we never see anything more than those neon eyes, do we? No. So, I mean, I, I don't know what does he think are, that is? I don't even know whether these people are, are from Earth or not. Because we're meant. To, I think Mel at the beginning says we're that this is in the the year twenty one hundred or the twenty one hundreds, which suggests that it's Earth dating, and everyone acts and talks like it's Earth stuff. So is this an Earth colony? Is this meant to be on Earth? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but does anyone know? They could let us know. Has but anyone this... read the novelisation? Because I didn't bother. <laughs> so, so the the chief architect, uh, no, sorry, the the the, the chief caretaker knows yes. this thing's in the basement and yeah. it needs feeding because it seems to have reprogrammed these cleaning robots. Yeah, to kill people and, and take, take him sustenance. So, so presumably, you, you know, it is a living creature still. Yeah. I, I, and again, I, we're, we're not entirely sure how long this has been going on for. How long has it been killing residents for? How long has the chief caretaker known that this thing's in the basement? Because he's completely complicit in it all. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's... He? Uh, yeah, he, he's he's one hundred percent complicit in it. Um, but I'm presuming this has gone on long enough that we're running out of reses. Well, there's only four left. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps it wasn't a lot to start with. Mm. Even though this is meant to be a tower block of like, like you say, mega city proportions. Yeah. Oh, we okay. never see anything more than four people. Yeah. All right. Well, we go upstairs and we find out that Pex is a muscle brain. Yes. Uh, which is a surprise because he, yeah. yeah, he hasn't got any muscles. <laughs> um, he, and he's a coward that didn't go to war. And I've written, yeah. this is characterization, question mark, question mark, question well, mark. Well, I, I think this, I think we're meant to, this is meant to be sort of pathos. And we're meant to, we're meant to now go, oh my God, this character's so deep. I, I like this character now. He's got such a good backstory. But you're just watching it going, this is... It didn't what? work, did it? No. Oh I don't even know if Lawrence Olivia could deliver these lines and make you feel sorry for Pex. It is awful. Yeah. Because um, I think that's where he is. That where he um, he does his bending of the street lamp. Because that. Oh no, he's already done that. He's done that. That was like the worst scene ever. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, he's, he's just about to appear, but before that, we're at the end of episode two, and that's when oh, Mel yes, is yeah. back with the old bats. And it's the same bloody scene again. It's the same yeah. scene as before, beat for beat. She sat yeah. down having some cake, but this time she gets a shawl thrown over her face, and she's yes, been which caught. somehow traps her. I've forgotten how bad she screams, that oh, girl. Yeah. Mm. And oh, yeah, like I say, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the character of Mel, but I can't just... Not in this one, this no. Um, and as I say, my jaw was like a yo-yo, you know, yeah. it would drop, it would go back up, it would drop, and episode three, uh, my jaw dropped, you know, onto the floor when Tabby is caught by the waste, yes. waste disposal <laughs> unit. I, 
I pictured you like um, Captain Kirk in the voyage home where he spots <laughs> Spock in the whale tank. And he's just <laughs> slapping his forehead. I just pictured you staring at the TV going, what, 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 what? I'm like, if, if, if you type in for a gift, Tex Avery jaw drop open, where the jaw just go chunk onto the table, that was me. Yeah. It's like, so, so there's a claw in the waste disposal unit, or is that a cleaner that's in the waste disposal unit? I think it's meant to be a cleaner is reaching up through the waste disposal unit. Perhaps that's what that um, screw's for, they trim on into the waste disposal unit. Um, you, you could have... You could have made this work if if the place would have been a bit more sort of Giga-esque and or like Brazil, where everything's. I mean, this is it's just so stupid. I mean, the fact that she has to go over and basically put herself into the claw. Yeah. Um, but then you cut back to a startled Mel, and it cuts back, and she's gone. You think, is it meant to have pulled her down that small hole? You, yeah, yes, you are led to believe that that yeah. is what happened to her. Mercifully, we don't even see them attempting it, do we? We have a no. cutaway. Can you imagine that? Yeah, um, and that's when Pex comes in, and we have the knife on a string bit to show, you, you, you yeah. know, very obvious. And then the other one goes down the chute as well. Yeah, yeah. She for some reason again she wanders over, and so they're gone. Um, That's a shame, isn't it? I I I I miss them. They were some of my favourite characters. I mean, this they, they were a, a definite Robert Holmes double act, weren't they? <sighs> right. Okay. Let's go forward a bit to where Mel and Pex are stuck in the lift, which goes down to the basement, then back up again. And uh, um, oh, this this goes on forever. This filler of. Um, Let's go in the lift. Oh my god, the lift is going going up too fast. Oh, let's hit it. Let's kick it. Oh, the lift is going down too fast. We're going to the basement. Let's kick it. Did they think this was funny? It's it's shockingly bad. Yeah. Um, Audrey too is saying that soon he shall be free. Yeah. Um, and I've put then the cleaner chases after the chief. Um, and then I've put the red cans acting. This is the double deckers, and this is exactly the style of acting you had in the double deckers. Yeah. In here comes the double deckers, which was a, a show aimed at nine-year-olds. Yeah, nine-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 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 Kang. I, I, what well, at the end of this, we should we should work out what is the most embarrassing factor about this story. Oh, there's a lot I, to choose from. There is a lot to choose from, because um, the Kangs are terrible. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand the the chief caretaker because he he's going he's going to the basement anyway or something, and then this robot cleaner stops him and takes him away. But why? Why? Because I'm presuming he's done this before. Yeah. You know, we saw him earlier visiting Cragman. What what's triggered this now? I do not know. I do not know. Um, and as he's being led to it, uh, Mel and Pex are now at the top. They finally yes. got to the top. Yeah. And they're in that leisure centre. Yeah, they, they found the pool. And for some reason, <laughs> Mel is, is just over the top excited about this amazing, unheated, open-air pool. Um which has this massive yellow cleaning robot floating in it that they don't see. I've, all I've done, I, I must have seen it at that point, is I've put, oh, good God. 
Yeah. Um, and then I've put episode three ends with the chief having a tube put over him and Sylvester yeah. McCoy pulling faces as he prens- pretends to be strangled. Yes, uh, Sylvester mugs it up for the camera. Jesus. At no point should they ever write a scene where Sylvester McCoy is in danger or being throttled because, yeah, he does this this gurning. It's like he's back on Tiz Was, yeah. isn't it? It's it. It's it very much Tiz Was. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's the end of episode three. And then we've got the tumultuous episode four. You warned me about episode four. Yes. And yes. Um, yes, thanks for that warning. I, <laughs> I prepared myself. I actually watched that yesterday when there was nobody else in the house. Yeah, you know, right, because right. I thought Close there might the be ex- I thought yeah. there might be expletives, you know, uh, issued from me. If someone, if someone would have walked in, would you have quickly turned it over to the porn channel? I would. Have. I'm just watching some porn. <laughs> oh. I, I wasn't watching that. <laughs> oh, good grief! Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a clue what was going to happen, and I, I didn't know about this yellow thing in the water. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 no, Mel in the water. Yes. I'm thinking, where's she got the swimsuit from? But it looks like she's jumped in while wearing her normal clothing. I'm not. Didn't yeah, she? I don't. I I don't know because. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know where. Thankfully or not, we don't get a scene where she's changing. But yeah, it looks like she's like just removed the jacket hmm. and jumped. But which is such a bizarre thing to do. And this is the th- what I don't understand is why I think she's, I think she's actually become unhinged. Because they're in the middle of a life and death situation. She's been almost eaten. She's seen people being killed in front of her. She's separated from the doctor. She goes, I'm going to have a nice swim. Why? It is atrocious. And it gets worse. Because then we find out what happened to the uh, chief caretaker. Because you said he transforms. Yes, he transforms into D.B. Gumby, doesn't he? I hadn't made that connection yet. Monty Python again. It's either that, or he's had a stroke, or he's drunk. I couldn't. I couldn't make up my mind. I. I honestly thought, the first time I saw this, I honestly thought he was drunk. I. I I thought, oh, has he turned up to the studio drunk? And it's like the show must go on. Um, It's. It's. It transcends embarrassing. So, I, I mean, effectively, the the chief caretaker doesn't exist anymore. He, he, he's dead, yeah, isn't he? You know, gone. the great yeah, architect has gone. taken him over. Yeah. There's, well, to be fair, there was a lot of room in his head. Yes, yes. It wasn't overburdened with brain. Yeah. And, um, and somehow this process turns him into the T-1000, because he turns yeah. silver he for does. some reason. He, he becomes metallic-looking. Um, but not his moustache. Not his moustache. I don't know whether he's meant whether this is meant to just sort of show that he's become zombified or something or he's a robot i don't i honestly don't know um, if he, he was a walking like cadaver a if he yeah. was a walking cadaver that could barely speak then that could be quite creepy yeah but instead we've got a tin foil richard Briers yeah. doing db walk, gumby walk, walking as if he shat himself for some reason yeah what is that all about the guy it's not like the, the the creature that now inhabits this body wasn't human and doesn't know how to walk yeah it might have been a while but surely you would remember how to walk you would you would think so i mean he's almost he's almost playing it like a pantomime frankenstein walk isn't it it's that sort of 
did he think this would be scary? I don't know what he's going for. I mean, as I say, behind the scenes, I have got a, a, a semi-explanation. But no, um, thanks for the warning, Ian. It is atrocious. <laughs> this, this, this is just appalling, and I, I, yeah. I'm just sat there stunned, you know, by what what, what I'm experiencing. Your, your gabber has never been so flasted. Oh my good lord! Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, it, it made yeah it. It made no sense when I first watched it. Uh, I, I I desperately tried to sort of to justify it to myself, going, "Oh, is is this is this meta? Am I not understanding it? Am I too stupid to appreciate this?" And I, after many many years of thinking about it, I I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's just shit. <laughs> it is appalling. This, this whole yeah, 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 you know, uh, rushing towards the end of the story. Yeah. It's just, all right, well, we've got to lure him out. The Doctor wants yeah. to lure him out, and the only way to lure him out is to uh, show him somebody that's on par with him, which they kind of like... He sh So he shows himself to the camera, doesn't he? And he yeah. says, you know, I'm here. And then Pex pretends to sell him out, and I can, I can take you to him. Yeah. And they've got sticks of dynamite from somewhere or other. But what, what I don't understand is, so I can understand the chief caretaker being antagonistic towards the Doctor because he thought he was Kroagman. Mm -hmm. But then when the chief caretaker actually becomes Kroagman, he knows he's not Kroagman, why does he then assume that the Doctor is this great threat? Mm. Because as far as Kroagman's concerned, he's never met the Doctor. No. It's, it's like we're missing a whole part of the script here where you, you needed some scenes where the Doctor foils Croagnon's plans a couple of times. But there there is no foiling because all that it no, basically no is, is the Doctor, you know, just aims a few, you know, rubbish insults at him and old Richard just goes a few times and that's it. Yeah. It, Oof. Oh, it's rubbish. He's not the best of adversaries. The old great yeah. architect stroke chief caretaker, is he? Bless and him. yeah, and as you say, he ends up going down a lift shaft. Yeah, in in almost a sort of look over there push. Again, very pantomime. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. All the way through I'm thinking, right, Pex has got to have a redemption scene in this. Yes. You know, and I um, you know, I was expecting it throughout and it didn't happen. And then when we get near the end it's like, Oh, he's gonna he's gonna die getting rid of the great architect. Yes. And he does he in an incredibly yeah. rubbish way. It's the most obvious uh, character arc ever, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. I think I think you called it like after watching a couple of episodes that Pex has got to discover his inner strength and yeah, it's just done in a very embarrassing way. Um, an embarrassing way, you know. You you say about there are many things we've got to try and think of which is the worst. One of the worst is this this funeral wake that they have for Pex <laughs> yeah. by doing this sort of like little Prince Charming dance thing around yeah. their totem thing. Well, yeah, because because you um, you very kindly sent me a recording of your reaction to this. Uh, this I did story. indeed. Yeah, and um, I love this scene because you're you're all through this you you're, you've been going <sighs> oh what <sighs> and then it gets to this scene. And you go, oh, God, they're not going to start dancing. 
And they did. Yes, they do. Yep. This is what you do in Amdram. You know, yeah. this is exactly what you do in Amdram. And he's now the Messiah, isn't he? They've got yes, this they... crappy bit of graffiti on the wall yep. that we're meant to think is touching and moving, and it's not. It's just complete it's bollocks. It's and it, and it doesn't really work because you can see it before the TARDIS takes yes. off. <laughs> and this, then the camera should... has a meaningful slow yeah. zoom in on it, but that, you've already that, read it. The only way that would work is if you don't see it, the TARDIS dematerializes, and then you see it and you zoom in on it. But again, because they're stuck with this awfully designed set, they've got to film it from the same bog standard angle that they filmed every other scene on this set from. It doesn't work. Mm. The, the, these residents of Paradise Towers, are they locked in Paradise Towers? Can they now get out? Now the... I, well, I suppose this, this, um, this feeds through to your question of, is there anything else on this planet? Because mm. ideally we would have had some sort of discussion about that, that outside of, you know, that Mel says to Pex, why don't you just leave? People are dying. Why don't you just leave? Well, we can't. Outside is a radioactive wasteland. Yeah, that would have yes, been fine. That, there you go. That solves it. But no, nothing. I, yeah, I don't know whether they're locked in, whether they can leave, whether there's anything outside. Well, Who's presumably all this food. Yeah, if there were people outside, it would be like Dread, the Carl Urban yeah. Dread film. You know, you'd have people trying to get in, wouldn't yeah. you, to to rescue them for decades. Because the, the only real external shots we get, there's a couple of model shots of the top end of a skyscraper. But it, yes. doesn't, it doesn't show you what's round it. No. I like to think that round it, it's just it's like um, Benidorm. Everyone else is having fun and <laughs> the, it pans down. Everyone having fun pans down to the front of the building and it says Lunatic Asylum. Yeah. That's was... just where they put the nutters. Yeah, I would give it credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. But if they are, if that is the only building on this entire planet, or it is a radioactive desert outside, yeah. and they can't leave, then basically what you've got is you've got those few male caretakers with all those young girls, and they've got to repopulate. I suppose. I suppose yeah. that's creepy. It is a bit odd, um, isn't it? Let's uh, let's we, we we've sometimes done this before. Let's see if we can fix this and make it better so just off the top of my head don't have it as a block of flats have it as an underground bunker it's a survival bunker the, yes. wars, the war started the planet's been destroyed all the young males have gone off to try and defend the planet leaving behind the make all your caretakers old the old people and the young females. I don't know why it's a bit sexist. I don't know why they can't go off to war. Mm. You know, they're just as vicious as young boys usually. Um, so it's an underground bunker. It's all dark, drippy, deserted corridors. They're running out of food. They've been in there for long enough that they don't really remember life outside. The great architect is actually, I don't know, the leader of the planet. You could make this work. Yeah. You say that. I food... don't know. Could you make it work on a budget of £4.80 in 1980s BBC? Yeah. Don't know. You say about the foods running out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there is just. Yeah, there it is in a nutshell. These old ladies have decided to become cannibals, even though they have a readily available yeah. Yeah. food source. Yeah. Well, that, that, there it is. That just shows you the nonsense that this story yeah. is. It, it, it's, it's pantomime rubbish. Because you could you could have it. So okay, the 
the the caretakers because they're they're officials they've actually got access to i don't know basic replicators or some bog standard food source and they're using that to basically stay in power you know they they've sort of they've become the de facto government because they control the food um you could do stuff like that you could work with it hmm. um but it's just so sloppy that's a very good uh, way of uh, summing things up yes yeah, sloppy all right it was like a first draft to me well, let's look in behind the scenes and yeah. see where the slop comes from. All right. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's uh, who's got slop on their fingers? Let's slop this out. All right. So, uh, first snippet is that the script was written before Sylvester McCoy was cast. Okay. All I'll say about that is, thank God, Colin wasn't in this then. Uh, all right. I, I, I'm 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 really sad that they sacked Colin. I'm really happy that they sacked Colin. Yes. Because can you imagine this season with have poor Colin having to do it? No, 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 no. no. Uh, you said earlier about the music. Uh, the music for this one, it was meant to be provided by the BBC, but at this point, that's when John Nathan Turner decided it need no longer needed to be made in-house and could be fielded out. And right. he, he filled it out. Did he have a, a mate that... that had a band is that what we're well it says they use freelance composer david snell all right but i don't think he was a mate because old john nathan decided to uh, cancel the commission very late in the production because yeah, he didn't like the way it was going so they roped in uh, keith mcculloch who who had only supposed to be doing the music for time and the rani and delton and the bannerman and he had to replace this score in a week and it shows doesn't it yeah it definitely shows. Yeah. Why not just go back to use library music? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's uh, all the 1960s stuff. Use some of that. That would have been yep. better. Yeah. Um, fire Escape in yes. this, right? Uh, Ju- Julie Brennan is, is, is the lady. Uh, she was married at the time to Mark Strickson. Really? Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, Do you oh. think um, when he came home and goes, dear, I... I've, I've got a job as the new Doctor Who companion. She went, get out. Get out quick. Run. <laughs> I wonder if they compare their Doctor Who stories, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so my I'm, story was worse than yours. No. No, it wasn't. Um, all right, so I've got some alternative casting for you now. Would this have made things a, a, a bit better uh, in the role of the Deputy Chief uh, Caretaker? Philip Jackson and Roger Daltrey. Uh, uh, Philip Jackson would have been good. He always he plays that sort of part really well. Um, mm. He's good as Drax. Uh, Roger Daltrey. Mm. Mm, I don't know. That, that's yeah. stunt casting as well, yeah, isn't it? I think so. All right, and then chief caretaker. I mean, anybody. Anybody would, would have done it, but these are these were all formally offered the role, but turned it down. Imagine Dennis Charles Dance playing this. No, I haven't got Charles Dance. I've got Dennis okay. Quilly. Even good, yeah. He's menacing, yeah. Yeah, Ian Richardson. Oh, that would have been good. And the last one, and I would like to have seen him as the possessed um, chief, uh, Ronald Lacey. Any of those would have been a huge step up. Yes. I I got the feeling that, although Richard Bryars did have the reputation of being a very good actor, I got the feeling this is stunt casting as well, isn't it? This is... This is JNT going. Let's hire Richard Bryce yep, because yep. he'll get a couple of column inches. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get him in the paper. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, you, you you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Pex was meant to be a, a, a spoof of Sylvester Stallone's Rambo. Yeah. Um, and the quote says that... More um, Dumbo. <laughs> yes. Andrew Cartmill says, yeah. Stephen Wyatt's gag, which I wholeheartedly endorse, was the idea that this guy was a total muscle man who fucks things up because he's incredibly stupid. He ends up being a victim. But when they cast it, they got Howard Cook, who was cast by Nick Mallet. Nick didn't have the same vision for Pex. He was just concerned with getting a good actor who could do the business. So I Ste refute that. <laughs> yes. He's not a good actor. So Stephen was disappointed with that. It was a joke that was screwed up by the casting, but at least we ended up with a good actor. I refute that bit well, as well. I, yeah, I don't think that... I, I mean, are we blind? Are we missing something here? Mm-hmm. Are we um, so old and, and stuck in our ways? Yep. Um, you said earlier John Nathan Turner and Andrew Cartmill could see the way Richard Bryars yeah. was going and asked him to tone it down, and he totally ignored them. All right. And this is the lengthy quote for the justification from Richard Bryars himself. He says, John Nathan Turner was looking at me in a funny old-fashioned way. We were rehearsing it, and I thought this guy I was playing wanted to rule the world, and is completely mad. So that's the way I was playing it. And he was looking at me and looking at me, and I thought, he doesn't seem to like me very much. In the end, the director, who'd had a chat with him, came to me and said, he's very worried about you. I said, I know, I got the vibe. What's wrong? And he said, he thinks you're overplaying it. I said, oh, I thought it was that kind of part. I don't see how you can underplay Adolf Hitler. If you want to rule the world, you can't be very subtle about it. He said, no, he's worried about it. But my sidekick, Clive Merrison, said, never mind what he says, you do it your way. It's very funny. And I said, okay. And in fact, you know, I think I nearly lost the job. I th I think he thought I was sending it up but I was simply overacting there's a good quote in it I was yeah. simply overacting I was only overacting <laughs> I was only want? being unprofessional yeah. that's shocking isn't it yeah I mean I, I can understand well I can't really but because everyone knows what Doctor Who is I can sort of understand you might read as an actor you might read a part and go okay th this is an over-the-top part I'll play it over-the-top but the minute your director or your producer says, no, that's not, not the direction we want to go in, you're paid to do a job by them. Yep. So be professional, that's, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is, that is shocking. It is shocking. And I, I tell you what is shocking. I mean, back then in the 80s, the Radio Times, that was the BBC's magazine, wasn't yes. it? I mean, that's oh, yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was I, the BBC promotional magazine. Yes. They weren't meant to promote their own stuff. You're not meant to. So how shocking then is that the review by Patrick Mulkern, okay, writing in the Radio Times, so, you, you know, endorsing their own product. Not only did he describe Richard Bryer's performance as a career low, right <laughs> this is what he said and i this is fantastic this sums up i think you would agree and this, with it. this I, is I, in the radio times this is in the radio times okay. this is what he said which Are is you normally ready? just puff pieces yeah yeah i wanted to stand up and applaud the man after i read this are you ready yeah. Shockingly bad in this story, he's talking about Richard Bryars, shockingly bad in this story, there's no escaping the fact that the chief caretaker, the key baddie in Paradise Towers, is just Richard Bryars in a silly cap, silly moustache, putting on a silly voice. 
mugging for England, sending up Doctor Who in a horribly misjudged, self-indulgent performance, especially after the caretaker has been zombified by the great architect. Briars growls and clomps about like an embarrassing dad playing the bogeyman. It plunges an already teetering production into the abyss. Well, Patrick... I salute you. <laughs> I salute you, Patrick. Every, that, that is absolutely spot on. Totally spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plunges wow. an already teetering production yeah. into the abyss. Yes. They should have had that on the DVD cover. Yeah. The, yeah, like one of those quotes on the film poster, yeah. Read yeah. your times. <laughs> and the oh. final snippet, and it yeah. almost, almost made me want to go back and watch it, but I'm never going to go back and watch it. But apparently, because you said, don't do any behind the scenes before yeah. you watch it, right? <laughs> and I didn't. So I only found this out last night, right? But apparently some of the barrels that you see in the Kang's letter... Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. I think I've heard this. Um, I don't know whether it's a rumour or true. I'm I don't know, but yeah. apparently they've got Weyland yutani yeah. logos either visible on them or they've been painted over. They've been left yeah, over. They, they hired them... And they, they had been used on aliens, hadn't they? In the, yes, um, the in, in the colony. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not going back, no. you know. I mean, it would be nice to, because, you know, we've got if, alien in character now, haven't we? Yeah, but if any of our, if any of our uh, listeners, on the strength of this, gives it a watch. Yeah, if you're brave uh, enough. And you spot one, screenshot it, put it yeah. pop it on the Facebook page, and, and we'll send you a postal order or something. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we sure don't want to. No, I mean, are you ever going to watch this story again? No. And to be honest, if if we weren't doing this podcast, I, I honestly don't think I would watch most of the Sylvester McCoy ones ever again. No, if we weren't doing this podcast, many of the videos I now own and have on my shelf, yeah. I would never buy, ever, you know? All right, so uh, let's get on to the ratings. Okay, you wanted to do a lot more than just um, the Chief Carestraker stroke. Yeah, Ragnar, yeah. Let's do yeah the uh, yeah the the zombified you know okay. uh, uh, chief architect the cleaners and the uh, swimming pool yellow thing okay, yeah. the crab yeah, thing. Yeah. Who who do you want to do first? Should we do the uh, let's go um, smallest upwards? So let's do the swimming pool. All right, swimming pool first. design of the swimming pool creature. Now I've I've seen this. I, I've um, I've uh, touched this prop. The prop is actually really good. It's quite big, um, and I I have a feeling I've read somewhere that this was a very very late addition and was done in a rush um, for, to have something in the pool to menace Mel. I might be imagining that, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've read that somewhere. Um, I th I think the actual prop isn't horrible. But not as a menacing uh, sort of cleaner. So I, th I think that the actual design, the look of the the prop, I think it's, it's it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. I'm I'm going to give it a three. A three. All right. Well, it looks like something from out of the Power Rangers to me. Yeah, it's got that got that sort of look. I think yeah. in the right production, it would be fine. Yeah. But this is meant to be yeah. number one a cleaning. It's not scary. Yeah robot and then it's meant to be scary the way mel is screaming at it um not 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 good at all i only gave it a half wow okay. all right so that's 1.75 for its uh design how effective is this yellow thing swimming around in the um, water uh it's not effective at all because it's not scary 
they have to film it from such weird angles. I mean, it's nice that it's actually in water, because um, that's normally something... Yeah, that's a point. How were they operating that, then? Was there a I, guy in, you know, scuba outfit? Been, yeah, or perhaps that was, um, that was why Mel was in the pool. She said, who's going to operate it? And they just pushed her in, so you do it. <laughs> Go on. Pretend you're Bella Lugosi. Um, yeah, it's not very effective at all. I'm going to... The, the, I think I might be being generous here, but the most I can give it is a one. A one. Well, I gave it a zero. I didn't wow. believe it. That's not effective. I mean, yeah. you know, um, no. But what did you give it? A one, did you say? A one, yeah. All right, so that's a half. All right, so that's... I can't do the maths. Let, let, let me... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to... Oh, that seems a complicated amount. If only yeah. pecs were here to help us. Plus, hang on, my calculator's going wrong. One. Wasn't um, wasn't Mel meant to be a computer programmer? Was she? Why is she so stupid? I think so. Was she meant to be a? Yeah, computer? she was meant to be a computer programmer from Peas Pottage. That was her character description. She never does anything that implies any intelligence. No. Yeah, I'm sure she was. All right. Okay. Perhaps it was meant to be. No, Perry was not. She was a student. No, she was she? a botanist. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, Melanie Bush. I, I remember when when the character was announced, and they normally give a little potted history, and this is their characteristics. And I'm sure it was like one line that said, "She's a computer programmer from Peace Pottage with red hair," and that was the entire character. Oh, I remember you saying remember? that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, computer well, that that that's an adversary rating of one point one. Think All right. lucky. Yeah. Now, two weeks ago. Uh, we had our very first 1.1, and they were oh, in a, right. their little caravan of 1.1, 1. 1, um, all by themselves. Now, now they've got the swimming pool robot. That's the Tractators. Well, 1.1. Well yeah, yeah. Well, they're hard shelled, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's Push do. Them into a swimming pool. <laughs> I wish we could. Uh, all right, then uh, the cleaners next. Uh, this cleaning robot. Um. I don't know why. Just for the design, yeah, this is. Design wise, I don't know why they thought make it so big or so immobile. I mean, Doctor Who never learns, does it, on four wheeled motorised things? <laughs> ne just don't do them. It never works. They um, did a lot in this era, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering what, was it cart before the horse on this? Was, did they make the set so big? because they had to fit with this cleaning robot or did they make the cleaning robot big because they'd made these massive corridors but yeah it's it, it it's not a good design it's too polystyrene -y. it looks cheap that screw on the front i don't understand the arm is awful because it can literally only touch something if it's directly in front of it or your sylvester mccoy um i, I Design-wise, someone's designed it. The most I can give this, again, is a half. A half. Yeah. All right. Well, I gave it a two. All right. So I'm a bit more generous. You're generous that time, yeah. All right. So just that. Um, so that's 1.25 for design. All right. How effective is this trundling white thing? It, it's not scary at all, is it? How that can creep up on somebody, because know. it creeps up on the yellow Kang at the beginning. Yeah. It gets that caretaker. It's, it's white in brightly lit corridors. And it makes a noise. Yes, and it's um, slow. Yeah. 
I, I wish they'd have had a scene of it reversing and it doing the old beep beep. <laughs> yeah, this like vehicle is reversing. It is like a bin lorry, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's a bin lorry. Well, it did, wasn't one of them called bin liner or something? One of the red kings. Bin, wasn't one of them something to do with the bin? I don't know. I don't, perhaps that's, I was, my brain was just going, that's where they found this character <laughs> in a bin somewhere. Um, but, so, effectiveness. I don't think it's effective at all. I'm going to go to a half. A half. I'm more yeah. generous than you again. Um, I gave it a one. Mm. So you're, yeah. you're obviously, you're, you, you like the cleaning droid more than the swimming pool one, where I like the swimming pool one more than the cleaning droid. Mm. I think I think there is that. Yep. All right. So that's, uh, that was uh, that. Um, hang on, I've lost my piece of paper. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm 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 rather tired tonight, and it, it, and you know talking about this story has zapped um, all the strength out of me. Um, what, what's weird is we're we're once again in a situation as well where we've watched this, and it may well be one of the worst stories ever. At the same time as the new Who episode was on, and I thought that was one of the best new Who. We ever. said that last week, didn't we? Yeah, as well. This, this is such a weird thing. I don't know what's happening to us. Oh. Entered the Twilight Zone. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's an adversary rating of a one. He gets one. a, a, a right. straight one, and we do have a one. So the, these cleaners are cleaning up after the Jagrafess. Oh, that's the um, the thing CGI on the ceiling. Thing on the ceiling. Yeah, the blamange on the ceiling with teeth. See, awful CGI is just as bad as awful models. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right, and then here we go. The big baddie then. Yep. Uh, the chief. The and this is chief after he's yeah. become DP Gumby, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yep. because he is the proper adversary then. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, zombified, great architect, chief, whatever you want to call him. Uh, yeah, design of him. Um, I I don't know what their thought process here was because this is the sort of thing that in a in one of your first initial meetings someone might jokingly say they're going what. What should this character look like? <laughs> Why don't we have him look like Hitler? <laughs> and they go. Everyone has a little chuckle because yeah, that would be funny. Wouldn't it? No, probably. What should we? Uh, what should we have him look like? That's where it should have ended. Mm. I don't know what they were thinking of. Design-wise, the uniform is awful. It looks like a circus ringleader uniform. The hat is like something Freddie Star would wear. The tash. No, this is a zero for me. This yep. is terrible. Zero for me as well, and on design that is uh, the yeah. only zero we've got so far is the slither. Oh, I, think so. I think we were cruel with the slither. Cause, <laughs> uh, At least the slither didn't have yeah. a Hitler moustache. That's true. Mm. Would it have been scarier if it had <laughs> a, a sparkly cap and a Hitler moustache? Oh, good lord! All right, so all right, that, there's a zero, um, mm. and then how effective is this adversary? I, I, I thought long and hard about this because on a vaguely amusing front, I think you possibly could say it's quite effective as a, a, a in a comedy sketch. You might have a chuckle at this. You might go, <laughs> look at Richard Bryant. But that this isn't a comedy sketch. This is meant to be a drama program. Um, so I think it's totally misjudged performance, totally misjudged uh, production for him. And I think it's amazing that the director or JNT didn't insist 
that this was changed. So uh, this is a zero. Yeah. Zero for me as well. Yeah. Yep. So zero on effectiveness, and this is effectiveness, puts yeah. him on the same league as the Merka, uh, the Garm, the Scovox Blister, the Skithra Queen, and Lee John Mansell. All right. I, I've, I've, I now feel sorry for Lee John <laughs> <laughs> that he's got to share a caravan. Well, that actually gives him an adversary rating yeah. of a zero. Right. And we have never ever had a, a double zero. Have we never zero. had a zero yet? No. I thought we. Wow. So this is. He is at the bottom of the yeah, caravan yeah. park. Yeah. Yeah. With a zero. Yeah. The great architect. I mean, next door neighbour at zero point two five is Lee John. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's so. an end. This is. Do you remember? Um, you probably do. In the final episode of The Young Ones, Lenny Henry appears as a postman, and he's playing yes. Hitler. Yes. That's yeah. a more convincing performance <laughs> than this. And I'm nothing against Richard Bryce. I think The Good Life is one of the oh, greatest comedies ever. It's yeah, a classic. It's yeah. I thought in Ever Decreasing Circles he was amazing. I've seen him in more serious stuff, and he's great. So I'm nothing against Richard Bryce. This is purely down to the way he chose to play it. Which, like I say, I don't think it's a bad performance in the right thing. I think it, you know, the, you could get away with this. But in Doctor Who, this is shocking. This is, this is, this is, they should have axed the show at that point. Yeah, they should have pulled the plug on the story, at least. The fact, the fact that they sacked Colin for season 22, basically. And, and then they the still make yeah. this. And then they, they come back. And they make this. Do you think it was a two fingers up to the BBC management at the time saying, you think that was bad, mate? Cold Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I Maybe. don't know. All right. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to your uh, uh, answer to this, yeah. which is, is it in your bottom three? Yep, straight to the bottom. It's the worst story I've ever seen. The worst one. Yep, there's no contest. I'd rather watch any new Who than this yep I totally agree as well it goes straight to the bottom uh, for yep. me because you know uh, slightly above it I've, um, right next to it slightly above the bottom I've got the caretaker and above that the happiness patrol but both of those stories there Ooh, was something caretaker. yeah yes, you know. but in the caretaker you know um, I, as bad as it was there were things yeah, that were alright there, all right. there like, were elements that we did enjoy yeah this story's yeah. got nothing redeeming there is not one no. thing in this where it's like oh that was good uh, didn't like anything about this story yeah at there's all. nothing about this where if someone was laying into this you couldn't go yeah but what about you can't you know no. there's nothing in it that I would I wouldn't want this on my CV no. I wouldn't want anything connected with this on my CV Although we have done now this podcast, um, what what were my top? What were my bottom three? So right. So so I go now. This is one, two, three, with one being yeah. at the very bottom, and then I, I go Paradise Towers, Caretaker, Happiness Patrol. You go Paradise Towers, Happiness Patrol, The Underwater Menace. Wow. That's shocking. <laughs> I mean, will at the end of this, do you think we'll end up with three Sylvester McCoys each? Well, I mean, how long is is this gonna stay number one? I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, because there, there's plenty of of other bad stories, but I don't know. This might have legs. Mm. Oh 
right. Okay. Well, stay tuned, everyone. Too early. I'm terrible. <laughs> it was your choice, may I point I, out? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I just want to see you suffer. You do indeed. All right. Before um, we go, uh, we have a little bit of feedback. Oh, cool. Yeah, from from Mark Jacobs over on Neozaz, you know, he he, yeah. he he contributes from time to time. He's the chappy that uh, used to work at the uh, Black Ball exhibit, it, yeah. exhibit yeah. of uh, Doctor Who. Did he and ever come back and tell us whether he'd stolen stuff and would happily post it to us? Well, it's funny you should mention that. Ooh. No, he doesn't, but no. you know, it would be nice <laughs> because hope, this is what he says, um, and he should have, because he says, uh, we had Kroll... At the Blackpool exhibition, I don't recall it being two and a half feet wide, I thought it was a bit smaller. It was fixed onto a wooden box that housed a small electrical motor linked to a series of very dodgy cogs and chains. I expect this was done by BBC Enterprises with their usual care and attention not. The back had been roughly cut open so you could gain access to the workings. I've seen these hack jobs so many times and it really annoyed me. It would have been great to have you and Ian working on the props and costumes as I'm sure you would have shown some care and attention. To which I say, Mark, get a TARDIS, go back, yeah. nick it and post it to us and we will I, look after I like it. To, I like to think that if, there, if, if by some, in some weird random dimension where the BBC have hired us to make Doc 2 props that at the start of it we would be making the best props ever but by the end of it we would be making as rubbish <laughs> because we would have given up i think maybe that's what that was yeah. happening in the bbc department at so. the time think, yeah. yeah yeah well thanks mark thanks for that yeah, bit of input yeah great. yeah we're, we're looking forward to any more little anecdotes yeah, any when we uh, yeah when we feature um, you, you know creatures and characters that you might yeah. have uh, well, seen if, up close if, yeah, I can say if you've got any, um, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but if you've got any photos or anything from that time, um, feel free to share it. Yeah, yeah, put it on our Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, we're just about to go, but just before we go, I've got to announce who we're doing oh, next. Yes. Yeah. And, um, of course, next time it's the Ninth Doctor. And uh, really, there's only one more story yeah. to go um, because there's three, actually, three more stories of, of the Ninth Doctor we haven't talked about. One of them is Dalek, so yeah. we've got to save that until we talk about we the Millennial Daleks. Daleks. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Rose, but that's an Auton story, so yes. that's got to save. We've got to save. So that leaves us with uh, the end of the world story. Yes. So our villain uh, this time is the. Uh, is the stretched out face thing in a frame called oh, Cassandra. Um, Cassandra, yes. Yes. Which, bizarrely, there's an action figure of. Is there? Uh, yeah. Have you, you got get it? An action? No, no. You can get an action figure of Cassandra and just the frame. They sold just the frame and said it was dead Cassandra. No. Yep, yep. That's a thing that character options did. No. I vaguely salute them for it. <laughs> that's... that's that's beyond because at one point they did a a rocky series of figures and one of the figures was the lump of meat that rocky gets <laughs> and i thought okay that, you're taking the piss that is but, rather yeah. but yeah yeah literally you look at look it up after this and you can get a figure of destroyed cassandra oh good grief all right, Which well, is about tuppence eighteen's worth of plastic. <laughs> you could make one out of sprue. I'll look into that yeah. before next week. So yeah, this, yeah, th yeah, this, this, this is uh, yeah, this this will be interesting as well, I think, because I haven't watched this since it was broadcast. No, nor have I. Um, and it's early Rose. 
I think it's the second ever I story. Second, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the second. It's, the, it's certainly the first time that they went into the future. Um, I, I can't remember much about it, to be honest. I'd I, forgotten that Cassandra was in it. No, I, I, I had to look up the villain in it. It is Cassandra. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the face on yeah. a frame. Um, I know the face of Bo is in it. And I know oh, there's, yes, that's right, there's yeah. a little blue bloke in it, and I'd, I've, I've only watched it the once on transmission. Yeah. I, I remember Christopher Eccleston just gurning, yeah. doing this stupid smile all the way through. Oh, it. this is this is the one where I think two minutes in they they play some classical music, and it's Toxic by Britney Spears. I think. Did you just say classical music? Yeah, they they say it's classical because it's hilarious, isn't it? That modern music is thought of as classical in the future. Toxic um, must have been dated by the time they put that out. It must have been, yeah. I, got, cause I, I went to see <sighs> Britney Spears twice. You didn't. Life, and that was in that was in about the year 1999? 2000? Something like that. So, yeah, I went, so that's... I went to see her at Wembley and in Paris. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Britney fan. Uh, I didn't mind her early stuff. But yeah, I, the only the only bands I've ever seen live are Britney Spears, if you can call it a band. Spice uh, Girls. Only, yeah, no, I've not seen Spice Girls. Um, the Wonder Stuff because they played some songs at the end of a Vic Reeves comedy show I went to, and uh, the Monkeys. I'm proud of seeing the Monkeys. I'm I, not so proud. I'm proud of, of you Britney for Spears. seeing the Monkeys, but I don't know about yeah. Britney Spears. I the, the, the my overriding memory is, is we went to Wembley. And I was the oldest person there, and I stood <laughs> a good, a good two feet above everyone else in this crowd, thinking, "I look like a paedophile." Um, then we went to Paris, and it was almost wall to wall, old men in raincoats. Oh I no! Kid you, not. you didn't have a raincoat on as well, did no, you? No, I didn't. know. I, I was in, I was in my Mad Max leathers, which <laughs> That's even it was worse. a different. So, yeah. uh, it, it was, um, it was weird as well because we. Uh, at the, the, the French had no concept of queuing up outside. No, like that, it, 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 it winds me up yeah. when we go to France. Oh. And, and when you went in, they frisked you and they took all your cameras away. You weren't allowed cameras. You couldn't take a photo of Brittany for some reason. Um, but then they didn't take any details. So when you come out, you had to fight and just pick your camera out of a pile. And people were just helping themselves to this stuff. Oh, my goodness. It was so badly organised. It's like, ugh. This has obviously stayed with you it has. After, it's, it's, over I've all these so, years. I've got so many weird stories uh, about that period of my life. Well, to be continued yeah. in seven yes. days, folks. More ramblings from Ian about <laughs> <Yeah>. his... <laughs> Ian's vague ramblings. Yes, yeah. concert experiences. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to concert... Con, no, 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 it's too late. It didn't work. Did no, it, it didn't work. Late. It's yeah. too late. My, my, my mind's frazzled from Paradise Towers. Yeah. All right, well, I've said this many a time when we've done this. At least it's out the way. Yes. I, I think... I, I like to think that everything else is uphill from here. I think we've reached the bottom. You put, I don't know, toxic Britney Spears next week and a yeah. gurning Christopher Eccleston... Well, there might be something we can appreciate in it. I don't know. I oh, can't right. remember it at all. I don't even know what the story is. Wasn't there some... Oh, wasn't there... Is wasn't it the end the of the start, world? This is the start of um, the Russell T. Davis stupid name 
phase, isn't it? I'm sure there's loads of characters with There's a forest names. of something. Forest yeah. of something. Um, yeah, there's, there's something like about some there's some, the, there's some villains or something that are tr the Brotherhood of the Transient Meme or something. Oh, uh, oh, oh, think, oh, is this where it all starts? Will we, this time next week, we'll be going... Do you remember, you remember Richard Breyer's? What a classic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, come back in a week, folks. Let's see what we found out about that one. Yes, definitely. All right. Bye, right, Ian. Thanks a lot, then. All right, see you then. Bye, bye. Bye-bye. so I've watched the first three episodes and Ian has uh, kind of like somewhat prepared me for episode four and uh, he said as bad as things are in episode three you wait till episode four and uh, alluded to something to do with what happens to the chief caretaker and transforms and that's all I know and um, yeah so I thought because Ian said he wish he wishes that he could have been here with me when I watched it. Well, he can't, but I thought this would be the next uh, best thing. So, hello, Ian. Um, and um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this recording. I'm I'm going to watch it and I'm going to record my uh, reactions to it and send it to Ian before we do the recording for the show tomorrow night. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to cut this up and just put bits in or I might play the whole thing. On the podcast depends how we go and depends what happens really um, in which case if I do play all of it it could be a uh, you could view this as like a, an audio commentary I suppose um, and if that is the case and I do play in it in its entirety I've uh, set the DVD player up uh, selected episode 4 um, and um, press play and then paused it immediately so the time track is 0001 and what I've got on my screen right now is a circle with some white sparkly bits in the middle right so that's it uh, here we go um, yeah I don't know I don't know what's going to happen I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen other than um, you ain't seen nothing yet so I'm going to press play and uh, off we go. So I'm going to start right now. These credits, um, I always think of Dimensions in Time because Dimensions in Time was the only bit of Doctor Who I repeatedly watched from this era um, because it had all the other Doctors in it. So this screams Dimensions in Time to me. All right. I don't know if you can hear uh, the god-awful music. Hopefully you can. All right. Here we go.
he wasn't really being forced to that tube, was he? Old Richard. Down comes the tube. Well, I'm going to have to relive Sylvester being strangled, aren't I? And he's gurning. <laughs> oh. Well, that was resolved quickly. Um, has he got any legs, Richard? Oh, yes, he has. He's 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 behind something. Is he a is he a robot now? Oh, they the eyes at the bottom of the screen. That's Audrey 2's eyes, right? <laughs> so Richard's now the great architect. Uh, so the great architect has taken over Richard Briers in the process turning him silver but not his moustache I guess The great architect is a mind without a body, which is what the people before left him as. How? Brilliant brain. So he's a he's a mind. Oh my God, Mel in the swimming pool. Is she? Where did she get the swimming outfit from? Or is that her dress? Oh, good grief. What's the yellow inflatable? Oh, Ian, this uh, this yellow thing has got to go on the adversary list. <laughs> oh, good grief. It's like something from HR Puffin Stuff. Except that's doing that show a disservice. Oh, that Pex is... Oh, he's not going to be redeemed. This isn't the redemption of Pex finding bravery. Push her under. Jesus. So Mel shoots out his eyeball. And it blows bubbles. Oh dear, oh dear. Attention, all caretakers. Regulation, that's it. There is now an operation. This overrides all other regulations. 
got a coffee. I think I need something stronger. So she was swimming in her outfit. Why is he walking like a robot if he's just, you know, a mind in a new body? And again, why is he silver? Yeah, what plans? Years to brood over what he's going to do. What he has has he actually been doing then? Are we going to find out what he's doing with all these bodies? Why he needs all the bodies then? Cowardly cutlet. Oh. Emmy award winning. this made for is this what exactly was that yellow thing in the swimming pool and why was it there do we find out oh the old bats are here now Is the deputy not long for this world? He hasn't spotted his boss's silver. And talking funny and walking funny. But why aren't you silver? Can be a great 
Was his suit silver before he was transformed? Or was he grey? Don't remember, don't care. Oh. Leave him, leave him. It can't exactly chase him, can it? This is going to end with them all learning to live in harmony, isn't it? We residents, three of them. But you're all cannibals, aren't you? Blimey, it's just like the Nuremberg Trials. Kangs. Oh. It's like the Kajagoogoo Appreciation Society. <laughs> what is that tattoo? Well, the deputy's living longer than I thought he would. What direction do you reckon Richard was given for this portrayal? Who's he talking to? Who is he talking to? Why does he want to kill everyone? Then what? Only ten minutes to go. Oh, that's handy.
so they've messed up all grammar, but they know about sending somebody to the cleaners. Is he drunk? Man, this is a leisure centre. It is the British Empire. I'm sure this is the British Empire. Very clever and proud being. Why does Pex talk in the third person? Oh, I hope he dies. Please redeem yourself by killing yourself. Should we put the cleaners on the adversary list as well? Looking forward to seeing where they would go. Oh, good God. So, putting a neck curtain over it blinds it somehow, does it? Can't they tell him that? You take this milk. I'll use it as a pint 
Oh, this music. One piddly squat little crossbow bolt makes that machine blow up, does it? Why aren't his ears silver? Doctor. He is drunk. Easy for you to say. I'll keep it locked. Ooh. Why is he walking like that? Five minutes to go. Oh, God, this is terrible. What is he doing? The thought going through my head right now is on the Lee John scale, where does Witchard sit? Above or below? Yeah, we've got to put these cleaners on the list. And the yellow thing. And Witchard. versus Ragnarok or whatever his name was. Go on, Pex. Blow up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here comes the redemption. Oh. 
the dynamite's not lit. Oh, good God. Oh, no. Oh. He was a something. Oh, they're not going to dance around it. Oh. oh, God. Oh, dear. Escape, oh, give me strength. No, there should be a purple one, should it not? Red and blue. lives. No, he doesn't, thankfully. Oh, you're going to zoom in on that as well. Oh. Well, it was a fitting end, I suppose. Right, now I've got to think about where in my bottom three does this go. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, well, if if we were playing it all, um, I'll uh, I'll stop now and uh, and join Ian tomorrow to talk about that bit. <laughs>